Hi, this is Cliff for the picture-poems.com website in the circle in the square. Thanks for tuning in. This is a little uh, summer solstice time dialogue uh, tape. The theme I wanted to walk around uh, this morning is the geometry of life. So what I'm looking for, and what I use myself, so I just wanted to throw it out there, is one single image. No, like this, two different images, and to see very clearly the difference uh, between them. Because what they really are is a formative movement a kind of formative, uh, generative metaphor. And they're very active in not just the English-speaking world, but uh, worldwide. So, the geometry of life. Well, I'm... Let me start with this. This is a little uh, sutra-like uh, thought poem about right action. What's the right thing to do? Right action in the face of runaway racism. So, as always, that's a kind of question. Is there really runaway racism in the world? Well, I'll let you decide. But the little sutra, the little poem, thought poem, the little saying goes like this. The root cause of racism isn't skin color. It's the divisive nature of thought itself. So don't take my word for it. It's something one has to do in one's own circle to look at it. It's the divisive nature of thought itself. By thought I mean everything we think, feel, say, do, write, everything. The whole of consciousness as we know it. It's the divisive nature of thought itself. I wrongly divide myself from the world. That's the key point. I wrongly divide myself from the world and everything other I either ignore or fear or seek to control or destroy. And here comes the bit about the geometry of life. The geometry of life is not two guns pointed at each other. It's a circle. We're all brothers and sisters, you and I. The tree, the rock, the river, the sky. Our war against nature, against ourselves,
Now that's a big point there. Against nature and ourselves. So what I'm suggesting is that all violence comes to an end. It's not just racism. It's also our violence against the living earth. So climate crisis ends too. War ends too. Pollution ends too. Our war against nature, against ourselves, only ends with a revolution of thought and consciousness. Okay, well that's, that's the basic idea. So, the geometry of life. So we have two guns pointed at each other. And then we have the circle of life. And we all know what that is. If nothing else, our own physical instrument, right? That we really have very little, if any, control over. Although we behave differently. So, now just look at these two guns pointed at each other. So we started with right action. So how are we going to know which image is true? The geometry of life. Two guns. Well, you could say, as many do, even peace activists, they say, well, humans are unfortunately violent. They've always been violent and forever shall be violent. And so, the whole point of freedom, truth, and democracy is to limit, I was going to say control, but to limit that violence to make the world a better place. And so, we've been working at this as a cultural species for millennium. I was just reading yesterday about the uh, Peloponnesian War. So about 426 BCE, don't quote me on that, the Athenians were embroiled in a conflict uh, with their neighbor, Sparta. This is a long story, but it's an interesting footnote. And uh, one of the many mis-episodes that's um, interesting from the poetic, philosophical, theoretical point of view, is that the um, Athenians, so when we talk about democracy, we're really talking about Athens, um, went out and, let's say, <laughs> uh, took over the island of Milos, Milos, uh, who wanted to be neutral in the Spartan-Athenian conflict. So they were struggling with the whole idea of right action back then, right? So that's 2,500 years ago. And um, uh, the Athenians uh, uh, didn't want to have anything to do with that, and to be very brief, I was reading about this in the context of the great Euripides drama, uh, Trojan Women, where Euripides is putting 
in the sacred circle of Athenian theater, the horror of war, because they killed all the men and took all the women and children as slaves. Think of that. So we could say that Euripides is already, right as it was happening, think of that, starting to question that. Isn't there a better way of living? Well, where does this two guns pointed at each other? This is a challenge. Take uh, any news, listen to it in any language, and use that as your uh, theory to make sense of the news they're throwing at you. <laughs> We're sitting here in our talking circle, and the, the, the news of the universe is entirely natural. So it's never forced upon you. I mean, bad things can happen, but it's never forced upon you. So the news begin, begin, depends on us, what we're interested in, what we're relevant, what we think is relevant, where we're headed, many other things. I was just noticing walking to this little shady spot, it's going to be a scorcher today. But we're not talking about climate crisis. I saw, um, I'm always watching the, to use a nice Greek word, phenology, the timing of events and documenting it. And there's a stand of oxidases, leucanthemum vulgaris, I think. And that's, uh, you know, the beautiful white daisies with the um, egg yolk uh, composite flower in the center with the disc flowers. The one of Goethe's uh, poem, uh, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, the, the Marguerite, they're called in Swiss German. Well, they're not native here. They're considered invasive, highly edible. They're perennial. I'll just be very quick. But the thing that really struck me is that I did know that once they flower, they're like girasole, turning to the sun uh, plants, uh, that they follow the movements of the sun throughout the day. Isn't that beautiful? And they do that in synchrony as a chorus of heads talking about theater. And But I didn't know, so I was walking here, and I... Uh, as I'm walking along, like a, a, a lost poet <laughs> in the universe, I, I, picked, I picked the flower buds, because they haven't opened yet. It's a solstice flower, and eat them. They're very tasty. The entire plant is edible. Uh, but I suddenly noticed, I'll be darned, that they follow the sun even before they open. Well, that for Cliff, for me, was an epiphany. I said, gee, I didn't realize that. And I happened to be sitting in a symphony of um, bog uh, groundsel. Well, they don't do anything like that. They're about at the same stage. Their flower buds are not yet open, so it's a solstice flower. That means after they open, after summer solstice. Summer solstice is, for me, not just a date, it's a time. So it's like a crescendo, decrescendo of a week at least on either side. And uh, that's my news of the universe. <laughs>
and uh, that's all I really want to um, follow. But this, uh, so that, that's the circle of life. So that's uh, brother and sister oxide daisy, right? That's your community, our community up here. But this controlling, formative, generative metaphor, by that I mean it's a way, it's an image, a metaphor, an analogy that actually generates behavior. And it does so, to use that word, tacitly, under the surface, silently, unless we become aware of it, which is what I hope to do with this talking circle, that you become aware of it right here, right now, both alone and together, by golly, two guns pointed at each other. So that's a challenge. You won't find the two guns in nature. That's a contention. Don't take my word for it. It's not here, I swear. Although somebody with a gun can easily come in. That's happened, but <laughs> that's different. So two guns pointed at each other. Well, I don't want to be hard on our brothers and sisters at public radio, but that is certainly their controlling image. They always have to, like the, uh, the equal time for the liar. It's not based on getting to the truth. It's some sort of warped idea of balance, which is really uh, imbalance, which could be the theme of, of another talk. But it's very much the idea there, it's no longer two guns, but it's considered a debate, perhaps even reason debate. Although, uh, and it goes on and on and on. It can go on forever because it's, it <laughs> that's good for their program, <laughs> but it's not good for the truth. It doesn't take long to figure out racism if we're speaking from this very wide context. And once one really sees it, that it's not out there, it's not with those men burning crosses in white sheets. That's certainly a part of it. But it's in my own heart, my own way of thinking and seeing, which and this I'm suggesting as a question, is not personal. There's nothing about thought that's personal. It's simply a kind of energy which is manifesting in consciousness that we experience as thinking. And when it becomes past tense as thought, So just take that and run with it. In just the past year, you can watch how memes and language morph. Is it happening now more quickly because of the uh, internet worldwide? In some ways, perhaps. But consciousness is the same. But you can watch it. People have been uh, demonizing the other has become um, a stock phrase. And that's good. But it's not, I'm saying, 
I would suggest that it's not enough. That it's the divisive nature of thought generally. So what happens when we come in the circle? And the question I want to go to is sticks with right action. Say I've got it. I say, okay, life is a circle. We're all brothers and sisters. Okay, now I'm looking at this magnificent white fur, grand fur. Sometimes at a distance it's hard to tell them apart. David Douglas, the wonderful hippie 1829 botanist over here for the Royal Botanical Society, evidently didn't differentiate between them. But it's a magnificent tree standing there alone. And there are just thousands and thousands and thousands of needles. They all think of it as assimilating all that excess carbon, giving us oxygen. Half of that tree is carbon brought down from the atmosphere. It's a miracle. Just everything about it is a miracle. So why isn't that enough? I'm always asking that question. Why isn't that tree my cathedral? my everything, my poem, my music, my formative metaphor for economy. Well, what I'm suggesting is this metaphors can be awfully darn powerful. This controlling metaphor, formative generative metaphor of two guns pointed at each other. Well, when it becomes intellectual and there are arguments and we call it debate that's all well and good but it's not nearly the much more profound movement of dialogue of a wider circle in which everything can be looked at together and questioned so the circle, we're all brothers and sisters, right? So it's a radical equality that the rights of that fir tree are just as important as, as the rights of Cliff. No difference. We're all brothers and sisters. No difference. The one single difference is that who is speaking, like the great Carl Sagan put it in one of the last episodes of Cosmos, who speaks for planet Earth? That's a very beautiful question. So let's end with um, a lot to think about. Believe me, I'm thinking about this too. Because, again, I'm, this is summer solstice. I would just love to stay here. Western culture has taken these sacred times of years and colonized them. So everybody's out there and will grab on to these sacred moments of the solar calendar, the eight times of the year with that magical interface of the lunar, is it never going to be the same, right? 
The water knows all about this. I wrongly divide myself from the world. This is the second phrase of that little sutra thought poem. I wrongly... So that's a question, right? I think it's so. We, I wrongly divide myself from the world. Am I separate from this water? Well, that's a thought, right? So we all need some wise woman in our life to come because this two guns is obviously a runaway yang masculine energy. And it's even more horrifying when you see these lawyerly women in, in pinstripe suits pull out the guns. Where is the wise woman who walks over and hits Cliff in the head and says, Cliff, just shut up. And listen to the water. Okay, that's it for now. A lot to go into. Thanks for listening. From beautiful Northeast Oregon. It's an Oregon blue sky today. First in a long time. So we be a rejoicing here. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now.